Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today Two very special guests in studio right now. Two of Arsenal's biggest legends, Ian Wright and Emma Byrne, are in Ireland at the moment to help support Irish women's grassroots football with Cadbury's new campaign, The Game Is On. Ian and Emma are here in studio to chat all things football and why the game is on. How are you guys? Very good, thanks, Dan. How are you, Dermot? Pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having Pleasure us. Pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> Ian, do you spend much time in Ireland? Have you got to come over it's here? Fu- it's funny, I've got, um, I've got friends, um, Tony Healy and his brother John, and that they live over in Crumbling Side, so I spend a lot of time over there and say hello to everybody in the transport cafe over there. That's off the transport over there. Um, I always go in there for my pool and Guinness fix. <laughs> I'm surprised Conor McGregor hasn't grabbed a hold no, of you. I've been in, uh, I went in the forge, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. really, we went in with my friends and then, you know, it all, then, then you, you have to do the walk, you know, which was which was really cool. But again, I had a, a really good time in there. You know, when he came in, it was nice. Yeah. Um, incredible time for women's football and uh, the European Championships were incredible. Mm. Um, the turnout... Uh, what was it? Eighty-seven thousand one hundred ninety-two is the biggest crowd for European Championship final, men or women's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you know when something like that happens, Emma, you start to think, well, why don't we see more of that? Yeah, I mean, it just shows that if you give it the right platform. It generates the interest. It has the support out there. And it's a great example. You know, I think we were talking about, was it 17? 17 and a half million. 17 and a half million. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like, the people are there. They want to watch it. So it just kind of gives us the confidence to push it more. Even I know that's a strange thing to say, but... If the support is there, if people want to watch it, then, of course, uh, we should be putting it out there and putting it on yeah. in the stadiums. And, and, you know, uh, you know, Irish football, it needs the support. The girls need the support. Sta- you know, it's a complete sellout for, for Tallis Stadium, which is great. So I just think it's in a really good place Massive. at the moment. Yeah, and that's what's so important about, you know, getting big sponsors on board. You know, money isn't everything, but by God, it helps. And you see what Sky have done for the women's national team in Ireland. Obviously, Cadbury with the game is on is is absolutely massive. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Heather O'Reilly, who's now mm-hmm. playing football here, like incredible multi World Cup winner. Mm-hmm. She's now playing her football in Ireland. We're, we're honoured to have her. Shellbone, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shells. Um, and I was saying to her that you know when I was in the states, I used to see women footballers on billboards mm-hmm. with Nike swooshes all over them, and they were household names. And that was 20 years ago. Um, haven't really seen that kind of thing happening. Maybe obviously it's improving now, but. Um, you know, hopefully this is the beginning of it. I know, Ian, you were quite outspoken mm-hmm. on this topic on telly mm-hmm. uh, around about the, the time of the final of the European Championships. It's something very close to your heart, isn't it? Well, yeah, because I'm very passionate about football and, you know, the women um, and their their stories. I know so many stories, especially my dear friend Kelly Smith and how hard it's been for the ladies to even get to play when they were younger. It's something I didn't have to worry about. Um, and they, they they had to worry about that. They never even seen the... The ladies we're watching now who have just done this unbelievable thing and achieved uh, winning the, the Euros, they wouldn't have seen being a professional and playing in that kind of stadium in that scenario. They wouldn't have dreamt about that. Like They, they couldn't even have dreamt about that because it wasn't a possibility. They couldn't see it, so they couldn't be it. So, like I say, for me to be involved in it simply because of my passion for football and then finding out the, the backstory and everything, it's, it's just it feels natural for me to be in there supporting as much as I can. Mm. In terms of your own careers, Emma, 17 years at Arsenal is an incredible career to have there. Um, 
I mean, literally, what's it like to be sort of ingrained in a club f- for that long and such a high-profile, successful club? Um, well, I am a creature habit. <laughs> I don't like change, <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was really easy for me. Arsenal were the best team in in the UK. They were one of the best teams in Europe. I, I, I was offered other, you know, clubs. Clubs did come in for me, but Arsenal was my home. And, and you know, Vic Akers played a huge part in that, my manager. Mm. Um, he looked after us and we felt we could go to him with Anthony, supported us. And it felt like we were professional. We weren't professional because we were working, but we were working in the club. And it was just a really nice environment. I mean, right, he'll tell you, like, the club itself, they're, they're very family-orientated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so when we were at Highbury, yeah. which I miss Highbury a little yeah. bit. The Jean and everything. Yeah, mm. oh, the, the tea lady was yeah. Irish. Yeah. It was just brilliant. And Paddy. Yeah, Paddy. Poor Paddy. Um, so, yeah, it was easy for me to stay. And we'd lo- there was a big Irish connection there as well, which was really important for me. I mean, I tried to go to other clubs before Arsenal. It just didn't work. Denmark, I just felt very, very homesick. Mm-hmm. Um, went to America. So Arsenal just felt right for me and I was happy there and I was playing. It was number one mm. Yeah, years. And Ian, uh, I've spoken to John O'Shea and Dennis Irwin and these guys obviously at Man United mm-hmm. and, and they're still very much involved in the club and it's part of their DNA and they don't want to, you know, they're very happy there. They're like spreading the brand yes. and getting out there and meeting people from all around the world. Is mm-hmm. that still something that's very important to you, that connection to Arsenal now? Absolutely, yeah. And what, what, you, what you do realise... Is that when you, wherever you go in the world, um, you mentioned Arsenal. You, you know, you, you're getting some, you're getting some love back, um, and it's one of the things that I didn't realize that when I left Crystal Palace and went to Arsenal, Crystal Palace was great for me. When I went to Arsenal, I realized the, the size and the stature and the, everything that that encapsulated that whole club and what they're about, their values, and just, and, and that sort of stuff. And that's why, like you know, Emma's mentioned Vic Akers. It was our kit man actually, and he's the manager of the ladies team. And he was the first one that, where we started to see what was going on with the ladies' football. We're talking about way back, way back early 90s. You know, someone like Vic, but like um, Arsenal have been leaders in, in championing the women's game. Mm. Uh, 128 goals for Arsenal. I've got to ask you that standard interview that's question. That's just league, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. One yeah seven, Premier one, League. Goals. Yeah, 185. <laughs> one, don't, don't take my goals away. <laughs> Uh, any of them stand out in your mind? Yeah, I've, I've, I've scored a really nice goal against Everton. Um, all the goals I scored that were that were chips. All the goals I scored that were where the goalie had no chance. You know, Emma would be able to say. <laughs> I just, the, as soon as no said chip, I yeah. was like, oh. yeah, those are the ones that I like scoring. I scored a nice goal against Everton, which is probably the best goal I've ever scored, simply because I didn't know it was coming. It just happened very instinctively, over his head once, over his head twice, and over the goalkeeper. You know, it was something that I didn't know was coming. And when it came, it was lovely. And then when you're running back, you know, once the whistle's gone, people are still murmuring and you don't realise until I saw it on Match of the Day that it was really quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always fascinated by that, you know, athletes like yourselves at the top of of your game, when something magic like that's happened and that's that flow state we hear Mm. about where everything just comes together and you may not be that conscious of of Mm. it in the moment, but time seems to slow down for you and you seem to have just the the be able to tap into that creativity and the natural talent yeah. and actually execute it in the moment without too you know thinking about it too much you, you say that and the only one of the goals I scored, I scored in, the, in the, the replay of the cup final against Sheffield Wednesday 
and I remember I got put through from the halfway line. And now you, you, you mention it, it's only afterwards I realised that, that state of flux you go into because mm. there was like 90 odd thousand in, in Wembley and you're going through. And at no stage was I thinking about where I was, the importance of um, maybe missing this chance or scoring it. You just go into something else. Something else happened. And it's only once once I saw it afterwards, I realised, oh my God, something weird happened there. Yeah. It's the same with the header for the first game. Some, if something goes funny, then bam, you head it. Then bam, the noise comes and you sl- you snap out of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Presume it's the same for you, Emma. You know, a ball comes at you at a million miles an hour and next thing well, you know... yeah, like I was trying to relate with her. I was like, no, I don't get it. Keepers, I don't though. get it. But I get it. It is different. Keepers are... are you know, we're so much in the zone. I think that's what it is going into the zone. But it's the same for when you're in the dressing room and you're like buzzing, you're chatting. Some people don't chat, whatever you have to do to prepare. But as soon as you on the pitch, it's like something happens as well. Mm. It's like something takes over and you're just in the zone. Mm. Mm. And I think it's the same kind of thing. Like as for a goalkeeper, I can be like talking to the defenders, whatever. And then that moment where I know I have to switch on, I think it's that kind of yeah. thing where it goes a little bit, you know, quiet in your head and you're yeah. fo- so focused on the ball or what's going around uh, in your space. Yeah, it's a bit it like J- Jason Bourne. But we never Bourne. have that exactly, yeah. You know, you see these movies where, you know, the agent goes in and with one quick glance he goes, there's a guy in a grey jacket sitting by the window. <laughs> no, you know, you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. It's like the film The Equaliser, Denzel Washington, when he, just before he's going to do all the damage to these guys, he sees it all happen first. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's the kind of vibe. That's yeah, the vibe. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the Sherlock Holmes. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He's imagined punching, that vibe, punching yeah. the drunk guy in the liver and all these things. That's what I'm going to do. Um, can we talk about the Irish uh, women's football team? Mm-hmm. Because it's a big time. Ireland are going to take on Finland uh, on the 1st of September at a sold-out Tallis Stadium before travelling to face Slovakia um, mm-hmm. on Thursday the 6th of September. Obviously, uh, big World Cup qualifying games. Massive. Uh, and they've stepped up a lot in the FIFA World Rankings as well. So this is a big chance for the Irish team. It is when you consider as well where they were a few years back. For them to be um, on the cusp of three games, you know, now, like you say, ranked like 26. Now something like I think it's in the world. And <coughs> excuse me, and three games for them to qualify. It's um, it's a massive step. You know, Finland, very defensive team, but I feel. <coughs> Excuse me, with um, with someone like um, with with Kate McCabe, my favourite player. I have to mention Kate McCabe. <laughs> you know, um, if if they can get into those spaces, what they leave at the back there on those wings, and you know they've got to get the ball in, you know, for mm. Amber and that. So oh, they, they can, can do really, it. I think they can do it. Oh, yeah, you've oh, got to. Sure. Why do you think Emma that things are really coming together now for for the team? Um, I mean, I, I do think they were unlucky. Uh, a few a couple of years ago not qualifying for for the Euros or for the Euros just gone I do think they're a little bit unlucky and I just think it's the right moment I also think there's a huge belief which there there wasn't before there's a mm. massive belief within the team mm. um, they're, get, they're getting angry they're frustrated mm. when they're not getting the results they want which is great and, and they're expecting to qualify there's more pressure on them which I think they're enjoying yeah. which maybe we didn't before maybe it was too much pressure for us I don't know but this group of players are certainly lapping it up they're, they're enjoying the pressure they're enjoying playing under Vera Um they, they seem to be known. They seem to know what they're doing. They're quite organised, but we also haven't seen them in this position. Mm. Like they're playing against a team that are quite equal in standard, but realistically, Ireland should be beating them, and they're expecting to win, and we're expecting them to win. They have to win. Yeah. 
they're under pressure. Mm. So it's a different situation going in. Personally, I think with someone like Katie, I swear Katie was the only one who played for, <laughs> for them, um, but as the captain yeah. and her confidence and how she is and her presence, I think that's uh, rubbing off on them as well. Yeah, let's talk before we have to let you go because I know you're under a bit of pressure. The game is on obviously uh, from Cadbury. How do people get involved and, um, and tap into this wonderful resource that Cadbury's offering? Well, you know, I, I just think that we have a problem at grassroots mm-hmm. level um, around the, the the country. Like I know when I was growing up, I didn't know much about our, our little club because number one, it's a little bit out of the way. It's not in the main mm-hmm. street, so uh, it's kind of hard to find. And I just think what Cabri are doing, you know, they're putting money into it to improve the facilities, improve the infrastructure like a project. It's not just about going in and, and you know, buying a football pitch and then... Mm-hmm. Leaving it, it's about a project. It's trying to grow the women's game. The posters um, as well. I love yeah, the, the posters. posters of normal people on the posters, where like little girls can see like their normal their friends on posters, and that's what I, that's what I love about what Cabri have done with them. What else I do love about what they've done is that they're in for the long term. You can't get people coming in now just because the the Euros has gone so well, and they know that there's a market for it, and they're eating off the top. Mm. You need this kind of like backing for for years to come. Yeah. at grassroots level in Ireland and England, to be honest. And so this is why I like this one particularly because it's targeting grassroots. And yeah, and they've know. teamed up with 10 clubs nationwide to help them promote their club at a local level. But also, as you say, there's posters. They, mm. they you know, get to advertise what's happening and to promote them in their localities and mm. all around. And so people can find their local team and try yeah. and play for their local team. Yeah. That's the main thing. Uh, brilliant, absolute pleasure. Ian Wright and Emma Byrne, Arsenal uh, legends. Uh, thanks so much for chatting to pleasure us this morning. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m.